Good evening, Chelsea. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, Katie, how are you? I am good. How are you? <laughs> you guys missed our dramatic fiasco, but we've been trying to get new microphones to work for about 30 minutes now, yeah. and it didn't work out. So you're back with the OG microphones. <laughs> <laughs> and we tried really hard to sound like this is the first time we've said hello to each other, but yeah. it's about the 18th. Yeah, so we just cracked up. So, yeah. welcome to Heart to Heart, episode eight. That was Nala giving us a little shimmy, shimmy. She's having an Aunt Chelsea night. She is. She's all over Aunt Chelsea. <laughs> she loves herself some Chelsea for good reason. Aww. We all love ourselves some Chelsea. I'm blushing. <laughs> Matching your jumpsuit. Yes. So we were. Uh, cackling before we recorded the first time yeah about how this is the first weekend in a very long time that we haven't seen each other yeah this first weekend we haven't really uh been together over the weekend so it was sad but it i was think sad. it was good for you to have a good weekend and yeah. enjoy the weather some and i like i said i just kind of chilled out and kind of recharged my battery and you know, just kind of tried to charge up for the February's been kind of a crazy month. It's been a wild ride. Yeah, it's that's been for weird. Sure. Yeah. I, mean, it, I mean, next week it's over. I know. That's the thing about February. It it's feels so like, short. I know. It's so short. It's so short. And it's only like three days, two to three days shorter, but it feels it so much flies. shorter. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Yeah. But yeah, you had a good weekend. So it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like I said, my ne- my nephew turned five, and so uh, we went to this little like play place in Raleigh that was super cool. It was like sensory oriented, and that's kind of my jam. Mm-hmm. I'm all about that, and so it was good. It was it was nice. Yeah, yeah. Nala has opinions on the weekend. <laughs> I took Nala with me on my little retreat weekend, and um, I was nervous because there was a cat outside, and we all know how Nala likes to chase cats. So I went out there to make friends with the cat first to say, hey, you might want to get out of here. Cat didn't listen. Yeah. But when I took Nala outside, the cat just laid down and let Nala sniff him, and he was chill. I guess used to cat to dogs, I guess. But nice. Well, that was bold. I know. Very bold. But Nala made a cat friend, and she was very excited that she didn't have to chase it to make mm. it love her. It was very cute. <laughs> yeah, now she, she probably just wanted me to tell that story, say, I met a cat this weekend. Yeah, good weekends, crazy weeks ahead. Yeah, it was, and we have had a lot of people talk about the podcast this week. Yeah, we have. (laughs) Um, Apparently, people like what we have to say, which terrifies me, but it was good. It was good to get a lot of, we got a lot of really positive, a lot of people apparently binged the podcast this week. Yeah, I heard that. And I'm like, I'm really <clears throat> glad you made it through the first two episodes and didn't think, wow, this is terrible yeah. because of my laryngitis. No. Yeah. It was, I mean, I had a couple of people come in and say, like, I binged the podcast this week. And I was like, I'm going to have anxiety hives, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> yeah, we have reached over 400 downloads. Just Holy to, uh, moly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to mm-hmm. let you know, I was going to surprise you with that one. Oh, um, my goodness. Yeah, it's. It's wild, but we are so thankful for you guys because we're just doing this to kind of get our thoughts out there in the universe. And... Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, it gives me a reason to hang out with, like, 
one of my favorite people. So the fact <laughs> that like I get to drink coffee and hang out with my, you know, with my person, and mm-hmm. you guys want to call it something productive, yeah, I think that's awesome. Exactly. I'm with it. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. it's been um yeah. I like, had a couple people come up to me at church, and they were just like, "I've been." the podcast and i was like i'm gonna throw up (laughs) (laughs) you're overwhelming me with your love and affection and like i said for someone to call it productive that i get to spend time with you and drink coffee and talk about messy good stuff the ooey gooey center of life um hey i call it a win (laughs) it's a win in my book it is a win it should be seen as a win because i mean these are things that need to be said Mm -hmm. even if you and I, we thought were the only ones that thought they needed to be said. Typical Tuesday. In typical my health, Tuesday, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We are our tough question Tuesdays. Yeah. Good times. And now I'm kind of even with you because I have some kind of cold thing going on. So I sound a little nasally. Um, it's like Hunger Games in my class right now. <laughs> All the kids were just germ, it's just germ city, baby. Germ yep. city. May the odds be ever in your favor. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you want to dive in? Yeah, well, you go ahead and leave yeah. what you want to talk about tonight. Yeah, so I texted Chelsea yesterday, and <laughs> I'm all in my feelings about me as a person. And so what I really wanted to talk about really is um, stubbornly independent women. Yeah. Because um, I do believe Chelsea and I both classify uh, as stubbornly independent women. I have and, a gold medal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of a concept that, we're, it's it's newer, you know, it's like that girl power, girl boss. There's so much more to it than just being a driven female. There's a lot of history into how you become that way mm-hmm. and a lot of responsibility into how you let people in and heal from that, but also maybe bringing awareness to people that aren't stubbornly independent on how to interact and communicate with people that are and how to love them because mm-hmm. it's it's heavy. It is heavy. Yeah. I think it's a it's a great topic to dive into because, um, yeah, like I said, I mean, I feel like I have a gold medal in that. Yeah. And um, it can be very difficult for the people that you love who aren't that way Yeah, to know how to love you and for you to learn how to love them. But mm-hmm. what was on your heart about it? The mo- what kind of led you into that, into wanting to talk about it tonight? Yeah, so... Basically, I've been looking at the way I've been interacting with people around me and how I assume that the way I act is kind of expected of me. Mm-hmm. So I'll just give a, a brief history as to how I became stubbornly independent, and then we'll dive into you <laughs> talking about yours, because we have very different backgrounds in this. Sounds good, yeah. So... A stubbornly independent woman is somebody who has had to kind of take care of things themselves for so long Mm -hmm. that they start to believe that nobody can be there for them and nobody can support them. Mm -hmm. And so they do everything themselves because you can't Mm -hmm. trust anyone else to do it for you. Mm -hmm. And there's many different ways you get that way. Um, for me, it was a collection of what we call micro traumas because I had a wonderful childhood. I've said it many times on here. Great parents that loved me, always supported me, great backgrounds, great teachers. But there comes a point when you're an adult 
and you're trying to make these decisions of like what to do with your life or trying to support other people and you realize that you're giving 110% of the effort and they're giving mm-hmm. negative 10, you start to expect that that's how people think it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about people in the past, like not being there to like watch you eat at your table and all mm-hmm. this. And this is so much more than that. It's a bond you made with someone that you thought was equal and realizing that you are the one that's dependable and the other is the one that is sucking you dry. Mm-hmm. So mine is a bunch of micro traumas that way because I've always been a fixer. Mm-hmm. Um, give it to me, I'll take care of it. And so people that are takers are attracted to fixers they are. because they can <laughs> fix their problems. Mm-hmm. And so now I assume in every relationship I get into, be it a friendship or more, that my job is to fix something for them. Mm-hmm. That they're attracted to me because they need me to fit a role for them. And that's the role I'm supposed to fill. And so I need to adapt to it and become that. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I became a, as I call it, a chameleon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am a recovering chameleon, mm-hmm. as we talk about. But so a stubbornly independent woman is somebody that is pretty much just tired of expecting there to be reciprocal efforts. And so they just retreat into themselves and rely on themselves. Mm-hmm. And they live in the lie that I'm better off doing it alone than expecting something out of somebody else and being disappointed. Yep. Yep. And I can kind of, you know, I'll give you a perspective. So ours is very different. Obviously, we talked about that earlier. So mm-hmm. I have been... <clears throat> I was a super hypervigilant person since I was, I would say, about five to six years old. Um, I'm a pretty deep, pretty deeply uh, deep trauma kid, um, a, lot of, a lot of childhood trauma that I've had to heal from um, over the years. And so I learned very quickly that if the people that were sent to your life there are people that were supposed to be the ones to take care of you and they're your first relationship on how you see love Mm -hmm. and someone in that way could hurt you then anybody else that comes into your life is going to hurt you Mm -hmm. um and so i learned how to be super hyper vigilant I um, learned how to carry my own weight. Um, I learned how to sense energy, um, follow patterns. Um, a lot of times trauma kids will become incredibly hypervigilant because we are always looking for the other shoe to drop mm-hmm. or we are always looking for the, for the person in the room who's going to hurt us. Mm-hmm. And so in order to prevent that or in order to protect ourselves, we go ahead and sense that out and seek that out. So a lot of times you hear about people going, looking the good and everything. Well, trauma kids are looking for the bad mm-hmm. because we have to protect ourselves. Um, so you go from being a super hypervigilant kid <laughs> to holding in all of your emotions and then you blink and then you're super hypervigilant, super independent, stubborn woman 
um, and you're still having to unpack that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I never thought that I could lean into anyone because no one could handle the weight or the complexity of who I was. Mm-hmm. Never giving the people, never giving people the opportunity, but also feeding into that because on the rare occasion, or more than, when people would prove me right, yeah, it would just fuel that. See, I told you. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it my own, on my own way, and so after that happened a couple of times as a young woman then it was just very much, oh, well, it's all me. I'm going to do this all on my own. Um, It's easier to internalize and hold on to everything myself than it is to lean into anyone because I would absolutely much rather drown in my own than have to lean into anyone um, with anything Yeah, and feel the hurt that someone couldn't carry the weight that I asked them to carry. Because the same with you, same with me. Give it to me because I can carry it. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, being a super, living with the lie or actually making yourself believe that it's better off that way mm-hmm. too. And it was really never meant to be that way. Ever. Um, I truly believe that people are born that way. We go through things that make us that way. So when you see a woman who is super independent, never wants to burden anyone, never wants to lean into anything, that girl's probably been through some stuff. (laughs) There's a reason why she is the way that she is. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that girl might downplay her stuff because, mm-hmm. well, in retro, like in comparison to other people, right? It's not bad, right? Yeah. And so, you don't always recognize hurt in people that are independent. You just mm-hmm. think that's a driven woman. That's mm-hmm. a woman that's really takes the bull by the horns. Right. Kind of, I'm a a trunchbull woman. <laughs> Right. Living in my masculine energy. But there's so much that comes into it. Like you were saying, like you give someone a chance Mm -hmm. and then they prove you right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's the most heartbreaking thing because you think you'd be upset when you're proven wrong about stuff. But we want so badly to be proven wrong and to have Mm -hmm. faith in other people. Right. And not only do I want to be proven wrong, but then you have to work through what happens when you are proven wrong. Mm -hmm. And talking about how hypervigilance can impact your relationship with others. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because we can backtrack just a second. So for those of you who have listened to all the episodes, okay, so there's episode, is it two? We talked about the burying the, Mm -hmm. okay. So if you go back to that episode, we reference, I I think I reference about the fact that there was probably a lot of instances where I'm in somebody's graveyard and that kind of plays into that for me. So for me, even though 
I have a big heart and I love helping people, all the things, you know, I try to be kind, all the things. There have been more instances that I can count when I, when I, that's why I could look at you with a straight face when we did that episode and say like, I am the villain in someone's story mm-hmm. because of my hypervigilance mm-hmm. and my ability to detach from people, whether I've known you for 20 years, two months, two weeks, and my ability to detach people and go because of that trauma that's there, it has impacted a lot of relationships that I have had over Mm -hmm. the years. Mm -hmm. Because instead of saying, oh, like, you proved me right. So, you know, let's work through this. This this is okay. This is what people do. I'm just like, oh, you proved me right. I will never talk to you again. Have a great day. Before you make me look stupid again. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. The thing about hypervigilance and, and stubborn, independent women or people in general is that we don't, it's really difficult to talk about the fact of how it impacts our relationship with other people mm-hmm. because it does. It does. And it affects our ability to um, work through things with people and it affects our ability. It, it can be really frustrating for people who want to love us too. Um my husband can attest to this for 13 years of how long it took me to really lean in after years of us being together. Um, I mean, I'm definitely the girl that like, you piss me off. I'm moving to Fredrita and I'm moving. I mean, I, I can pick it up by myself and he's just like, okay, are you done? Are you done yet? Like, can we put the crazy away or do you want to pretend that you're going to pick up the refrigerator on your own and move it? Or do you want to pretend that you can do all of this on your own? Cause it's not possible. Um, and I'm very much about making sure that I do everything on my own and trying to keep all that in. And so it definitely has affected a lot of relationships in my life and a lot of connections that I probably still would have to this day had I not had trauma that caused me to be hypervigilant. Yeah. Now, some of them did have to go, but in thinking back to the episode that we did, and I, I told you I could look at you in a straight face, like I know there are people that I've hurt along the way because they made a mistake that deeply wounded me, and instead of working that out, I was just like, oh, okay, goodbye. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. <laughs> See know. ya. See ya. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, And I think you're so right in saying, like, even though we are this way, it wasn't supposed to be this way. Mm -mm. No one is meant to live alone. That's just the entire framework of humanity. We aren't put Mm -hmm. into communities to isolate ourselves. But it's so much easier whenever you expect things out of yourself. Like, if... Mm-hmm. One of my favorite quotes I've ever heard someone mm-hmm. say about hyper-independent women is that your words better match your actions because mm-hmm. the minute they don't, mm-hmm. you're out. Yeah, that, that's me all day long. Yeah. The first inclination that you're going to go back on your word, mm-hmm. see ya. That's it. I'm going to Irish goodbye you. I'm disappearing. Right. <laughs> like, like, and not just like, oh, let's be dramatic for a minute. Like, no, I'm serious. I'm never going to speak to you again. Mm-hmm going ghost 100 percent. i mean so yeah for sure and the minute that the energy is off the minute Mm -hmm. minute 
that it does not align, mm-hmm. that's it. It's a wrap. If you change one thing in your communication pattern, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick up on it. Absolutely. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. And so instead of me looking stupid, mm-hmm. I'm going to match your energy and I'm going to start backing off. Too. Right. The minute you stop looking for something mm-hmm. in our communication is mm-hmm. the minute I stop trying to hold you. Right. And I have to start to, a lot of times during my healing journey, I had to start saying to myself, is this reality or is this your hypervigilance? <laughs> is this really, are you looking for something wrong? Because I can get in my own head with that too. Like, because I'm starting so, so hard to, you know what I'm saying? To mm-hmm. keep my boat afloat. Like, I'm just like, no, like nothing well, nothing will sink me. Yeah. And so I will totally destroy your ship before you destroy mine. <laughs> and so I have to ask myself, like, okay, else, is this the real deal? Like, is, you know, are you allowing grace space? Are you allowing them a chance to be human? Are you allowing, you know, give them, are you giving them a chance to provide clarity to you? All of those things now. I have gotten a lot better about it because over, like, you know, 10 years ago, first mistake, bite. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm older and now that I've grown, now that I've done some unpacking, <laughs> as difficult as it is for me, I do try to allow grace space and learning to heal and say to myself, and I'm going to try to say this without getting emotional because, damn it, I have cried a lot. <laughs> it is. This, it, I feel pathetic. I am so oozy <laughs> these days. But... I have to say to myself a lot of times, it's like, is the little girl in you looking for someone who's going to hurt her? Or is this reality? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times that happens with me is I'm looking to see, like, who is the safest person in the room and who is the unsafest. To the point, I will even comment on this, our friendship, how many conversations have you and I had about the fact that, like, we have never had someone pour into each other in that way. I think about 30 times a week. Like, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Because for the first time in a friendship that I have had, I've had a, have a lot of really great friendships, but there has never been a friendship. I have maybe two, three other people that are that rock solid. I had to constantly remind myself, like, you have found a friendship that is reciprocated. This is a safe space for you. Mm-hmm. This isn't a space where it feels un because that's the thing for me too, and maybe for you, even words and actions. But the first, my biggest thing is like if we're unequally yoked, oh mm-hmm. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. I'm not with it. If I'm over here looking like I'm doing all the work and I can't like, it's the first time. I feel like we're unequally yoked, or if I feel like I look like I'm more into it than you are into it, mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah. Yep. And <clears throat> I do. I will have to say, like, of friendships, yours, and like, like you said, a few others is the yeah. only place I felt like I can let my crazy out. Yeah. And not be judged. And I've had so many people say, like, just let it out. Like, I want to see that side of you, blah, blah, blah. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because mm-hmm. you say you do, and then your behavior changes when I do let it out. Right. And so I'm like, mm, there I am, feeling mm-hmm. stupid. Even though I could be reading into something, we start communicating <laughs> right. properly. 
I still, mm, yep, right now. And so something in my growth and my journey that I've done is, and I laugh with my friends all the time because I'm very transparent about like, hey, I'm a trauma kid. I have anxiety. Hey, I'm a trauma kid. I have to have clarity. So I will literally tell people, I need this from you because right now I'm thinking that you totally hate my guts. So I need you to say something else. And they're just looking at me like, like, no, I'm serious. Or I just need you to tell me you hate my guts. Or just tell me you hate my guts. Because honestly, an I could deal with either one. Exactly. I'm, I just, <laughs> the unknown is the worst place for us to I be. I would rather you throw a million tomatoes at my face. Yes. Make me wonder, do you like me? Do you not? Where are we? Which is where the people pleasing comes in yep. for all those years. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. I mean, Amen to growth, right? Because now yeah. I'm in a space where I'm just like, oh, you know, like, don't like me. Sorry, that's a bummer, friend. Have a great day. Um, but back in the day, like teenage Chelsea or like, you know, middle school, just that whole people pleasing, that's where that stuff came out at, right? Because mm-hmm. I couldn't handle the unknown of like, do you like me? Do you not? Like that whole thing. And so yeah. the unknown is what scares me. So it makes people laugh because I'm just like, hey, like, I just... <laughs> <laughs> just tell me something I've got to know like I'm gonna talk you to death because I gotta know mm-hmm. that is how I heal with all of that stuff the hyper you know and because my husband jokes all the time and my friends laugh all the time of like you have to know I'm like I have to know mm-hmm. I have to ask I'm the one asking the million questions mm-hmm. I have to know all the things mm-hmm. I have to know the unknown for me, mm-hmm. the reason I can't live in that unknown anymore is because that's where I feel like I need to turn into whatever they're <laughs> expecting me to be. Right. That's where the people pleasing comes out because I'm like, I could still twist this in my favor. And so now I don't mm-hmm. let myself live in the unclarity no, for me anymore. Me, I can't. Like, it's either a hell yes or it's a no. Right. Like, if you don't feel hell yes about being in my life, then it's it's a no for me. Right. Because I'm not going to try to convince you that I'm worthwhile because mm-hmm. I'm not in the business of begging people to be in my life. Right. Chronically independent. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And that's and that's the difference for me, too, is, like, for a very long time. So when I say that I literally have been an 80-year-old woman since the time I was five, mm-hmm. up until... I got into like my mid twenties, end of my twenties, and now the thirties are what I call. I always I call it so far my golden era because I just love it. But for a long time, that's the thing is I still knew that people were using me or kind of eh about me, right? Mm-hmm. But I still would allow them to come and go as they please because I was afraid of losing them, right? Because yeah. not only was I super independent and act like it didn't bother me, but I also, like, I got all these abandonment issues, right? Because, I mean, hey, trauma kid. So I didn't want to lose anyone. But I also knew that people were kind of like, eh, I'm not not really, like, I'm just going to come in and out, however. Mm -hmm. And now, like what you just said, I can't, it's either, it's either I'm all in Mm -hmm. or it's not my jam. And that's okay. You're not going to fit everybody. Like, no. you're not waffle fries, right? No. You're not going to make everyone happy. Yeah. And that's not how life is supposed to be. But I can't do the, I kind of like you when you benefit me mm-hmm. and you fit my life. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of like not having to be intentional with you 
because you don't really fit what I need right now. You're great when I need someone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you're not like my, you're not my first string. Yeah. And I'm in a sense of like, I know my role in people's lives, but I can only have that first string of people who like want me in their life. I can't be in the middle, the unknown of like, you know, do you, am I really, or am I not? Like, I can't live there anymore either. I can't live in the unknown for me. Um, because part of healing as a strong, independent woman is using that hypervigilance and using all of those things for good. Yeah. Because I have learned that I can use it. I can use my trauma. I can use what I've been through for really good stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I can let it harden me or I can let it make me a super empathetic person mm-hmm. and be a gift for other people. Yeah. And there for a little while, it was kind of, <laughs> I didn't know which way it was going to go. I mean, I was hard for a while. Mm-hmm. I really was. I'm but, in my hard phase right yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was difficult there for <laughs> a little bit. Um, sure (laughs) the other day i was talking to a friend and we were talking about the fact that i'm a really closed off person like Mm -hmm. i i release the information that i want to release and my comment was i don't think all of the information or all of my secrets pertain to our relationship so i don't think they're important for you to know (laughs) was my response right and looking at it retrospectively i'm like that's hurtful right to straight up say that to someone Right. But if that person knows where you're coming from and mm-hmm. knows, like, I was up front with them the whole right. time. Like, hey, I kind of a closed off person. Right. You're going to have to do some work. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a hurtful thing to say, but it's just this is my way of protecting myself because the more I let you know, mm-hmm. the more stupid I feel whenever you prove me right. Right. So we self-sabotage and we mm-hmm. self-protect and we put the walls up that people have to tear down and all the things, you know. And so, yeah, and I think, too, like, for me, I have the ability, we've talked about this before, but I always laugh because when people say, oh, my gosh, you're so, you're so nice. And I'm like, thank you so much. And I, I have the ability, though. Yeah. Because of my trauma to say the meanest things. Mm-hmm. ever because you can also read people and you because know where their I real insecurities read. are right yeah and so i've had to work really really hard and i've realized over the years that it is a lot harder to grow and not let things harden you than it is to just let it harden you like statistically statistically <laughs> i should be a poster kid for a lot of negative things mm-hmm. based on what I've experienced. Yeah. And I think my my A score was like an 11, my kid's mm-hmm. A, uh, A score. So, you know, and I have to always tell myself, like, I'm a strong, independent woman, but I also have a big heart, and I also need people. I also need those connections. I need those friendships. Like, I mean, just our friendship has shown me so much that, like, I've been out here for a long time without 
feeling like I had like a sister to really lean into. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I it, it's taught me a lot about like if you just work on yourself and you just align yourself, the people that are meant for you will come into your life. Mm-hmm. And they will um, – I'm super, super thankful that we have that connection and that relationship because we really do need people. And for a really long time, I thought, you know, if I just – isolate myself and be an island then I'll be fine yeah you know what I mean yeah but when you have people that show you that they want to be a part of your life it builds bridges between mm-hmm. islands mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know we really do need people it was never supposed to be never supposed to be that way not just friendships but romantic relationships too mm-hmm. you know um, really having people because I've always told people like even though I'm super independent, I'm very much submissive when I feel like I'm in an environment that's safe. Yeah. I have no problem letting someone take the upper hand. I have no problem, mm-hmm. you know, being submissive if I feel like I'm in a safe space. My defense mechanism was being submissive, being the people pleaser. So it's like, I'm just going to, so that you can't really get to know me, I'm going to turn into what you need me to be. And then, one, you won't abandon me because I'm just the perfect person for you. Two, I don't have to worry about thinking about what I want, so I can just do whatever you need me to do. Where now, whenever I feel safe, I feel like I can speak out for myself. (laughs) So, mine is... You get more information out of me. You get the real me when I feel safe. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the minute the energy changes and I start to feel stupid for showing the real me. Oh, yeah. It makes me start to question, well, is it me? Right. And so that's where the independent person comes in because you know who I will never let down? Myself. Right. And I, totally 100 percent same like if you get the real me when I feel safe when Mm -hmm. I feel safe with you you get the goofy you get the funny you get the loud you get all of the things when I feel safe and the minute that I don't those walls shoot straight I'm not proud of it Mm -mm. it's not something that I am proud of but the walls go straight back up Mm -hmm. for me and I close off and I disconnect yeah and I think I have a little bit similar what you were saying, but also I've never felt like I could lean in. And so I always felt like I was just carrying the weight of everything by myself. Um, it's really not, you know, that that movie Encanto mm-hmm. <laughs> with the sister that like can lift everything or whatever. It's probably not normal to sob cry at that song. Yeah. But when I tell you that the first time I heard that song, I sob cried. Me too. And did you? Mm-hmm. Oh I did gosh, too. That's why we're soulmates. So the yep. first time I heard that song, my uh, my sister sent it to me. And she was like, isn't this like the coolest song? I was just like, <laughs> she was like, Chelsea, that's not, that's not what they were going for. And I was like, <laughs> 
Uh, in all like, honesty, they were. But that's I, exactly what they were going it, for. I was just like, I have never felt more seen in mm-hmm. my entire life by a Disney song ever. Mm-hmm. Like I sobbed mm-hmm. at that song, mm-hmm. and um, that's how I felt my entire life. And it was never, like I said, never meant to be that way. And even when people, I just never, I never felt like people could handle the weight of what I needed them to. And so that's, that's the thing too about like super, you'll never find, I'm trying to, you will never find a more loyal person than a hypervigilant stubborn woman. Mm -hmm. Never. I tell you why. Because she knows what it's like to not have anybody. Mm-hmm. You will never find someone more loyal to you than a super yeah. independent, stubborn woman. If you give her a safe space. If you give her a safe space. Now, you'll also never find someone more hateful at times. Mm-hmm. But you will never find someone as loyal because you have made it literally past all of the things that you have proven her wrong on. And so if you have made it this far, that's why I told people like, I'm in. Mm -hmm. So like when I look at you and I say, I'm in, I'm in. Mm -hmm. Like all the energy has aligned, your words match your actions, everything is like vibing, I'm with it, I'm in. Like, you can roll up at my house and say, get in the car. I'll explain later. And I'm in the car. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in. Yeah. Because I trust you that much. Mm-hmm. But in the same breath, and there's a hurt there that happens to when people prove you, when they prove you right. Yeah. That's kind of like no other. Because you mm-hmm. consider yourself a pretty great judge of character. <laughs> so when someone kind of blindsides you with something that you weren't hyper vigilant enough to under to see through all your peripherals that's when I'm just like mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> about to be out like yeah. no so th- there's nothing that hurts more either to a super independent woman than somebody that blindsides you or that says they were a safe space mm-hmm. that promised to be one yeah. <clears throat> and that's how you have those women that you see that are super independent because someone promised to be a safe space and they weren't. Yeah. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My opinion. But that's what I think. No, that's that's exactly kind of the reason I wanted to talk about this is I feel like there's not enough understanding that it takes energy to break down the walls takes effort mm-hmm. and and patience <laughs> so much patience and yeah you can say all the right things for a couple weeks and expect information mm-hmm. and you might get some but you also have to understand that people that they've known for years it took them years to prove them wrong right and they thought it was a safe space now they they learned the signs that it never was a safe space right. in the first place but places that we thought were safe turned out not to be and now we look for similarities in those so right. that's why we see things like 
changes in your behavior pattern. It could just be right. you're having a really crappy Tuesday, and so your communication sucks. But I'm going to ask you five times if you're okay. 100%. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm just going to match your energy because right. I'm at the hard stage right now. Right. I get you. <laughs> and so mine is I'm just going to match your energy. And if you don't reply to me for two hours, okay, I guess I don't matter that much to you. So I'm just going to kind of back off. Right. I, I'm still there sometimes. Yeah. I still, I'm, I still go there sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just it's easier to put that wall back up and see the hurt coming mm-hmm. than it is to kind of chase the reason the wall was down in the first right. place. And I think, you know, if people are listening who are trying to understand how to love, <clears throat> excuse me, someone who's been a super independent woman, I think the best answer I could give would be to continue to show her that you are a safe space. Mm-hmm. That, you know, even when you make mistakes, that you have intentionality behind it of showing that you're still there and that you understand where you went wrong or you understand what you did was not acceptable or whatever. Um, Because a lot of times women who are super independent or hypervigilant in that way, they have a lot of PTSD that they don't speak about, a lot of triggering things that they don't speak about because they don't want to look weak. They don't speak on it. And so opening that door of communication, even if they slam it back shut at you a couple of times, keeping trying to keep that door open of saying, like, share with me some of the things that trigger you. Share with me some of the things that are hard for you to talk about. And take it one step at a time. I think loving a super independent, stubborn woman is literally one step at a time. You cannot jump up the whole stairs. There is no elevator. There is no elevator for loving a stubborn, independent woman. It is. You're going to be climbing the stairs the whole way, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, and we, as stubborn, independent women, have to also remind ourselves that we can't make people pay for the mistakes of other people either. Yeah. You know, that's something that we have to move past and get past, too. Because for a long time, I blamed... I blamed a lot of connections on, well, I can't trust anyone because of X, Y, and Z, so I'm going to make you pay for that. Or when I was hurt by past people that I loved, there were times I even would make my husband pay for that, you know. And so learning that you can't make people pay that really are there for you and love you, you can't make them pay for the mistakes of other people is really, really hard, um, but super, super necessary because taking that into a new relationship with you can be really triggering and, and difficult mm-hmm. for sure. But um, we definitely were not meant to be alone. We definitely were meant to be with other people um, and meant to do life with people and be happy and not just happy in a way that's like oh you know it needs to be a big happy with your whole belly like a big laugh you know we were meant to have all the big moments like everybody else Mm -hmm. and learning who you can do life with so that you can have those moments is super it's really really important to your growth as as a as a independent woman knowing where you can have who your safe spaces are 
so that you can be yourself is uh is crucial yeah yeah for sure man <laughs> you're just sitting there looking at me i'm just looking at you because sometimes i feel like you're talking directly to me when you talk on this no podcast. i would never <laughs> you would never look into my soul and give me a little never. free therapy session would you yeah well i've heard that from quite a few people so i'm sure you have i've been uh blamed for looking in a soul or two in my life yeah it's talking about how we're talking about loving someone and being right. a safe space for them. I'm going to say it again. The most crucial thing you can do is make sure your actions match your words. And if mm-hmm. they don't, talk to them first. Mm-hmm. If not, you'll never talk to them again. Mm-hmm. If you have a reason for your actions not matching your words, if there's something going on, be upfront with them, be open with them because you're expecting upfront and honesty with them. Right. You have to give it first. Mm-hmm. Because if not, they're going to think it's another superficial relationship, never meant to go past what it is now. Right. But also, as an independent woman looking into yourself, mm-hmm. you have to remember that, yeah, people are going to hurt you. It's just life. I mean, right. people do things. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, unintentionally. We don't right. have a lot of vicious people out Absolute, there. Right. That part. Yeah. yeah. It's not a lot of people intentionally trying to harm you. Mm-mm. So you can't go into every relationship mm-hmm. expecting the harm. No. You can't always try to perfectly protect yourself because someone's going to get through your safeguards anyway. Mm-hmm. You might think you have the best armor in the world, but even Achilles had a heel. That's right. Yeah. There is, like, it's dangerous thinking. Mm-hmm. I tell people this all the time who are in the middle or at the beginning of their healing or say, like, no one can ever hurt me because I just won't ever feel or I just won't ever love anyone. Like, I used, I used to say that. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous thinking to say that you're never going to get hurt. Because you're never going to let anybody in. Because all you're going to be left is loneliness and you're and you're going to hurt yourself. Like, it is the human condition to hurt each other. It is yeah. the oldest story in time for people to hurt each other. And I used to think, like, oh, like, I can dance around the fire without ever having, having to actually get burned. Right? And I've learned that, like, it happens in every aspect of your life. No matter what you do, someone is going to let you down. Someone is going to hurt you, whether it be in your marriage, whether it be in your friendships, whether it be at in your faith, at church, with your own children. Someone mm-hmm. is going to hurt you. You cannot live this life without getting burned. No. And the thing about it is, is like there is beauty in letting yourself be consumed by the fire of vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. Because... Shame and vulnerability coexist. Ooh, Brene. <laughs> let me, let me, Michelle, for a minute. There is beauty in letting vulnerability be in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's no shame in being vulnerable or no shame in allowing yourself to feel, you know, life, the best parts of life. The best parts of life have vulnerability attached to them. Yeah. The best parts of life. They do. The ooey gooey chocolate chip center of life all has vulnerability attached to it. All has things where you have to take a risk. When you become a mom, 
you know, the best mm-hmm. part of life. You have to be vulnerable. Being a new mom, that first couple of days after, when you know, you're needing help. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a brand new marriage where you don't have any idea what you're doing. Uh, you know, a brand new relationship, a brand new friendship where you're learning each other. All of those things take vulnerability. All of them mm-hmm. do in order to flourish. So being someone, like you said, who's hypervigilant going into everything, you cannot expect for for every single person to be there to do harm because exactly what you just said is that people are going to let you down Mm -hmm. and so my solution for that each and every time was just to run as far as I possibly could to where they could not hurt me anymore and I always was left with myself and wondering how I've you know missing that connection or that relationship Mm -hmm. um for sure so I think trying to see the best and like you said people aren't really out there to hurt you or do you harm intentionally um but there is a lot of there is a lot of um misconceptions and a need for clarity so I think one of the best things you can do is if you need clarity ask for it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like ask for that clarity ask for what you need as someone who um, is super super independent I think one of the best things I do now is asking for the things that I need from people and that way I know either you're able to give it or you're not Mm -hmm. and if it's too much for you then I know I need to move on yeah. Because I am a lot, but I'm also a lot to lose. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Just to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying about mm-hmm. you can't you can't be alone, you can't go into every relationship right. with your guard up, is there's two options anytime you walk into a decision or a relationship. Mm-hmm. Your life can either change exponentially for the better. Mm-hmm. You could gain a new person in your life that makes you so happy, you have a wonderful bond with, mm-hmm. or... You could be alone and heartbroken as you are right now. Right. And are you dead? Right. No. Right. You're going to survive it. Like, you can survive the heartbreak. You've already made it through before. So Mm -hmm. what really do you have to lose? You get, even if it's just a couple weeks of a really, really, really good bond with someone. (coughs) And then, it's okay. I'm dying. (laughs) And then, at the end of it yeah, you might end up hurt or sad or alone, but you aren't dead. You still got you. And one of the beautiful things about life is, yeah, you're going to hurt, but without Mm -hmm. the hurt, the really good bonds don't mean anything. Exactly, because you don't know how much you love a sunny day until it rains for three days straight. Mm -hmm. You can appreciate those things. You don't know how much you love breathing until you can't breathe. Until you can't until you can't breathe through your nose. <laughs> exactly. I mean, those are the things. You don't know how much you appreciate something unless you have lived to the other side of it and experienced it for yourself. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know what a great friendship felt like unless I had experienced some really shitty friendships. Yep. And what I needed in friendships, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know that unless I experienced those things. And... Being able to be vulnerable in that, and, and like you said, nothing changes either way. So either you learn 
and you, or you gain. And, and looking at our situation, I mean, that day that I messaged you, you could have easily said, I'm great. Have a great day. Mm-hmm. That was a moment of vulnerability that you leaned into. Yeah. That changed both of our lives. And mm-hmm. it was a moment of vulnerability for me because typically when I reach out like that, and I do that a lot because it just happens with me a lot, sometimes I'll say, okay, well, let me know. Like, But I continued, like that vulnerability piece, we both continued to have it. Mm-hmm. And it completely changed our lives. So I think about that a lot of like, what if I hadn't reached out to you that day? <laughs> what if you hadn't reached back out and said, well, you know, I, actually, I would like to get together. Mm-hmm. I would like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't be sitting here right now. We wouldn't now. be sitting here right so now. So <laughs> some of the best moments start with vulnerability and taking mm-hmm. a chance on somebody. Mm-hmm. Really and truly. Because mm-hmm. at that time, we were really taking a chance on one another. I was going through a lot. Mm-hmm. You were going through a lot. Mm-hmm. And here we were just sitting with our two babies at a sonic picnic table going, things suck. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> want to be friends <laughs> got new whiskey for this coffee <laughs> right and just being vulnerable with each other so mm-hmm. i think we i think when we're hurt along the way we try to outsmart love we try to outsmart pain mm-hmm. and the reality is of it that you there is no outsmarting it mm-hmm. you have to go through it there mm-hmm. is no going around it you have to go through it um, just like this podcast, just like all the other messy stuff that we talk about, the best things of life you have to go through. You cannot skip around it. There's no cheat code. There's no do not pass go, do not collect $200. There's none of that. Mm-hmm. You have to go through it. There's no cheat code for escaping getting hurt. No. And I wish there was because sis would have bought it a long time ago. <laughs> trust me. We'd be stock investors. <laughs> there is, there's no cheat code for that. No. And so... Um, I think something you taught me really early on in our friendship is like you don't lose, you either learn or you win. Mm-hmm. And sometimes learning is just as good as winning because you have that knowledge and you, um, I think learning along the way and having those experiences of having people either hurt me or show me what I needed gave me wisdom for whatever it was that I was trying to find. Yeah. Made me who I am today. Gave, you know, really propelled me into I into who I am today yeah um and I will say being a strong independent woman in that way people can show you that you don't have to be hard all the time like for me you're someone that has shown me like oh like I don't have to be I don't have to be hard all the time I can be soft you know I can be vulnerable like I hadn't when our relationship our friendship you know really came to be I hadn't cried in like a year mm-hmm. now I, I cry all the time <laughs> thanks a lot <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it seriously it's because I feel safe mm-hmm. and because I feel okay to let that kind of go that's why this podcast wouldn't have happened with anybody else I agree yeah I think you and I both we have different perspectives on different types of hurts, but mm-hmm. we also have a mutual love for each other. Same. That yeah. It feels like a safe space. And hopefully with all these people listening, it feels right. like a safe space for you guys too, where we're saying things that resonate with you. I think that's the best part about us coming from two different backgrounds. Yeah. Because I think we're aiming for the same goal. We just mm-hmm. started at a different starting line. 
100%. You know, I think we're definitely, and we're on the same team. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's like, we have different perspectives. We have different things. But the thing about vulnerability is whether, whatever you're going through, it looks the same mm-hmm. for whatever goal you're heading to. And whether it be, you know, grief, getting over something, all that stuff is stuff you have to go through. So you can either choose to try to swim that crap by yourself or you can choose to link up with someone who mm-hmm. can help you when you get tired. Because for me, when I get tired, I know I can lean into you and say, I have to rest for a minute. I'm tired, you know. Um, and I would never feel comfortable letting anyone else know that, yeah. you know. So I think those kinds of things really change a person and really, you know, uh, it can be quite, quite beautiful for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And because not only the loyalty piece, but you'll never find anyone that loved you as much Mm -hmm. either, you know, um, that pours into you because they never want anyone to feel the way they felt. Yeah. Ever. So um, I'm proud to be a stubborn, independent woman and also proud that I'm healing that person Mm -hmm. inside of her. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because I really honestly thought that I would be, I thought I would be hard for the rest of my life. I really did. Um, and so being able to be softened a little, I'm not saying I ain't jello, baby. That's not, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm not, not a Care Bear by any way. I got, I got a ways to go. But um, I've softened a lot. And um, I'm proud of that. And I'm proud of who she is. I'm proud of what she's been through Mm -hmm. and I'm proud of what she's overcome, you Mm -hmm. know, to be able to be that. And I think you can be both. I think you can be healed and I think you can also be what you've been through. Mm -hmm. I think you can be both things. I'm proud of the fact that I've been able to rely on myself for a really long time Mm -hmm. and that I've had me for a really long time Mm -hmm. and that I made it through. So I'm proud of both of those aspects and I'm proud of the vulnerability that I have with leaning into people now too. I, I can be, you can be proud of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Sorry. It's okay. It's just an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> well, goodness, we've been doing this for an hour already. Oh, it didn't feel like it. It didn't. Even after the 85 <laughs> takes. <laughs> Man, I should have collected them and done like a blooper reel. Oh, that that would have been, been fun. really funny. <laughs> Hi, Chelsea. <laughs> For the fifth time. <laughs> Man, that was funny. Yes. My goodness. Once again, another really, really, really good night. Yeah. I'm getting our ooey gooey guts out in front yeah. of everyone for them all to see. Gangster me was beast is horrified. I know, yeah. <laughs> Punk rock. Down with the system, Katie's a little like oh, not down no. with the system. You never told me that because I was a down down with the system girl myself. Well, I've kind of been talking through emo Katie for a while, and I think you know, I think she's more of a punk rock Katie than an emo I Katie. Always been. I was never a you don't understand me. I'm brooding. I was more of a forget you and your rules. I make my own kind right. of person. Yeah, anarchy type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Still am anarchy. Watch out, <laughs> government. I'm coming for you. Not really. We're going to be put on someone's <laughs> list somewhere. I'm already on many lists, probably. I think I'm so. probably am too. <laughs> My goodness. Guys, it's always a pleasure. Yes. Letting things out for you all to kind of relate to and listen to on your maybe commutes to work, maybe your wind down time, 
your mommy me yeah, time. A lot of people tell me they listen to us on the way to work. Yeah. Or when they clean the house. Yeah. I listen I listen to our episode every week on the on the way to work. It's mm-hmm. so nice. I listen to about forty five times while I'm editing it. Yeah. Well that yeah. works too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't change it because Sometimes when I listen to us talk, I'm like, who was that? Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's so smart. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. And I sometimes I play us back and I get, like, really proud of you all over again. And I'll text you and be like, I just want you to know that I love you. And you're like, I love you, too. And I'm not telling you that I just listened to something you said made me really proud. I'm just like, I love you. You're my favorite. And right. I mean, I'm all about the love. So just send me the love all day long. Yeah. I need same. it. I need it, too. Yeah. For sure. Well, guys, we're going to sign off. Sign off. Once again. You can reach us on our Facebook pages. Um, make sure you read the Tattooed Anxious Onions posts. Oh, because me, yeah. they're great. I love them. Everyone loves them. I mean, let's be oh, honest. Just trying to make your gangster side cry again. <laughs> don't do it. Oh, don't tip me with a good time. <laughs> but you can get us on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Simplecast, mm-hmm. and Amazon Music. That's the one I was forgetting. Um, feel free to reach out to us if you guys have anything you'd like us to elaborate on. A good way to reach us is our Facebook podcast community. It mm-hmm. is Heart to Heart Pod Community. We are both admins in that, so any messages you send, any posts you post, we will get. So, first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We get them first before they post. Yes. So yeah. if it's something that you kind of want to post, but you kind of want to be read too, we'll shoot you a message if we're like, hey, that's a little personal. Why don't we check it out first? Yeah. And then we'll we'll reframe it to post yeah. it. Or we can post it anonymously for you too. Yeah. All things are possible. But we love you guys. Stay tuned. Till next time. Oh, my, my three things. You stay classy, <laughs> stay sassy, and appropriately this week, stay feral. Stay feral. <laughs> Bye. Bye.